Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring you new ideas that you can implement from experts all around the planet. The Power Your Advice podcast is brought to you by Ibris.xyz, the most helpful place advisors can come to you to grow their minds and businesses. This is your host, Doug Heikinen. And I'm really excited about our guest today, who's David Wood. He's the CEO at Tough Conversations International and Play For Real. Good morning, David. Good morning, Doug. Good to be here. I'm excited to see what, what, what's, what we're going to talk about. <laughs> we're going to talk about tough conversations and a lot of stuff. And where, where are you today? We can be anywhere I'm now. in Boulder, Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of tough conversations to be had. But before we get into all that, there's quite a new reality that's hit all of us. How, how are you feeling about that? I'm feeling good about it. I, it's, it's weird for me because my life hasn't been hit a lot yet. I tend to hermit, and I've been working remotely for 20 years. So uh, I, I was only leaving the house once a week anyway to go and be with people and get my limbic connection, my people fix. And last night I did that online. So there's very little impact for me. It's Impact for me is more how everyone else is being impacted. So my clients, the entrepreneurs and the executives, you know, some of them are slightly reeling, Nothing too major, but that's that's how where I'm feeling the impact is through my clients. Yeah. So how, how's your sense talking to people around the country, how they're reacting to this, working from home, the change? Um, it's all new for so many people. Yeah. Well, one thing I'm noticing is the fear. And I've felt bubbles of it myself as I read some of the articles and projections and things, and I start wondering if some of the things I really care about are going to be taken away from me, like food and shelter. Those are the things I really care about. And I think that this has always been the case. Every day we have a chance to choose between fear and something else. Every day, money issues, health issues, uh, the state of the country, uh, who's in office, all these things. So the global pandemic has has given us a shared experience for everybody in the world to relate around. And some people are experiencing fear and that's bubbling up a bit too strong. And um, others are choosing love, actually. And looking, I've got one client, she said, I'm just looking to see what I can give right now because I'm in a really great position compared to a lot of people. So I'm looking for where I can be of service. So let's get back to the fear thing. Is that something we should be sharing and talking with our families about, with our colleagues about, with our clients about? Well, I've got to warn you and all the listeners, I'm biased. I've, uh, after maybe my first 20 years of life, not speaking my truth, including the awkward and uncomfortable ones, because I didn't know how to do it and I didn't know you could, could even do it. And then the last 30 years, pushing myself towards speaking more of the truth. I'm totally biased because I think it works out better for us. And so, yes, I think we should be naming our fears. If you've got a team, a staff, get with them on Zoom and have a call where people can voice their fears. Hey, this is what I'm afraid of. This is what's going on. Here's where I see opportunity. Here's where I feel optimistic. Let's do that. Do it with our families. Do it with our coworkers so that we can name it. Because as soon as you name it, it tends to have less less power of you. Zoom is becoming the meeting place. I mean, and, and so many 
wonderful things are happening. And I was watching the Today Show this morning, and there was a concert last night with all these wonderful music acts um, performing from home. And before we got on the on the podcast, you were saying that you're seeing tons of neighborhood things going on through Zoom that are just wonderful. Yeah. You know, I heard an example of, of someone who um, a friend said that the guy across the street just shoveled everybody's uh, sidewalk and the paths to their door. And there's a beautiful video I saw of an apple cart in China that was literally the apple cart was knocked over by a car on a very busy, uh, I think it, it looked like a highway. And then you watch as it speeds up the camera and you see people stop and get out and they start all picking up the apples together. And then I saw another beautiful video of a, a guy on a balcony, I think it was in Italy, and he's on the balcony, brings out his digital piano and starts playing something for the whole courtyard. There's all these buildings across the way. And then a guy on another balcony brings out his saxophone and starts playing, and they did a, did a little concert for people in the courtyard. I feel like I could be doing a lot more. I created uh, an open office hour where anybody could come and get coaching. Just looking, and I've got a client that said she just wants to give. So I think there are some beautiful things. Here's the thing. To connect with another person, we often relate around a common experience. So let's say you and I loved football. We might relate around that or the game that just happened. This is an experience happening right now that the entire world is experiencing. We can all relate now of a COVID-19. When Princess Diana died, in a way that brought the world closer together because it was something that's, that so many of us could relate around, Robin Williams. So I think there's an opportunity here to just come together and love each other up. I think so too. When we talked last week and you asked me a question that has been on my mind since we talked, you asked me if I've ever been to Burning Man. And I was like, I have no idea where he's going with this. And you told a wonderful story that the story's been in my mind about where we are as a world. And if you could just retell that, I'd be appreciative. Sure. Can you remind me what the story was? (laughs) (laughs) You said sometimes you're at Burning Man and a storm comes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, So many great Burning Man stories. Okay, yeah. (laughs) When there's a storm, a windstorm, a Burning Man, you get a whiteout because there's such fine dust in Burning Man. And so you you can't see five or six feet in front of you. And you don't want to be breathing in that too. And wow, I just realized, you know, with COVID-19, people are going out with masks. Well, when I go shopping with an N95 mask, it reminds me of Burning Man because I'm always wearing a mask at Burning Man. And what happens is everybody hunkers down. They go into the bunker, they go into their RVs or their tents, and no one wants to be out in a whiteout. But after a couple of hours, we're like, hey, I'm sick of this. I want to explore. And so people start creeping out of it, you know, with the, the goggles and the mask, and they go out to explore and connect. And it's like, all right, this is the new reality. There's a whiteout. So I predict and hope that we'll have something like that come. Not now. Right now, I'm encouraging, encouraging everyone to exactly. social distance, stay at home as much as you can. Let's just ease up the burden on the hospitals. But there'll come a time when it's like we need to peek our heads out and we need to come back. And, oh, I just, I just got excited, inspired. We're going to see the first videos of people 
hugging, maybe even hugging strangers once we deem that, that it's safe enough to do so. And I'm looking forward to the turtles. We're all poking our heads out and coming back. What else do you think when people emerge and they're peeking out, what, what else is going to change? What else is going to be different? Well, I hope we have a new appreciation. I hope I have a new appreciation for touching somebody and for shaking someone's hand. I, I'm fortunate enough to be, well, fortunate and I've made it happen where I'm part of some very progressive groups. I could go to one of these groups, or I could before COVID, and, and say, you know, I'm wanting some touch. I'm wanting some connection. I'm wanting some cuddle time. Who's up for that? And so I, I, I think there'll be more of an appreciation for that. Hopefully there'll be more cuddle parties. I'll give a plug for cuddleparty.com, an incredible, uh, hopefully they've set up some virtual stuff now, but an incredible organization that says we need more touch and it doesn't have to be sexual. Let's find a safe way to have it. So that's one thing. Another thing that I think will be different is we were getting more and more digital and we're getting more and more remote. I, I started using Zoom and Skype 20 years ago, but Companies that hadn't been remote are now having to learn how to do it. So we've had a huge push towards where I think we were going anyway. So I think a lot more people will be working from home by choice now that companies have seen, oh, this, this stuff can work. I hope there'll be a big resurgence for face-to-face -face communication and that the conferences are really going to come back and people are going to be like, yeah, let's get together and let's really bond so that'll be happening virtually now that people know that that can happen. And people might go, let's not do this conference. We'll do it virtually and we'll just go to once a year, maybe for the face-to-face -face conferences. But I hope there'll be some really big demand for face-to-face -face as well. So continuing my, my morning music theme of, you know, let's don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Um, unfortunately, advisors have to think about today. How should they be reaching out to their clients right now? Well, connection calls are really present for me right now, and they're really big. I just created a couple of videos yesterday about connecting. I want people talking more, always, but specifically now. So one idea might be to host a Zoom call for your clients and prospects. Say, let's come together. Let's talk about what's happening for us and give people a voice to their, their fear. And then, before the call is done, a voice to their optimism a voice to what they're seeing, what are the opportunities right now. I just was on a live stream and someone was talking about they're looking, they're always looking for how to profit in any situation. And I don't mean financial profit. I just mean how do I make this situation a win for me? That's how they live. So they, they said, we're looking right now how to make the best out of COVID-19 and how to really make the best out of it. And one of the ways we can profit from it is connecting more with people. I just, yesterday I, I, I went to town. I really, like, that's a metaphor. I didn't really go to town, but I created a, a call for my extended family. It, we've never done it. We've never done a Zoom call with the cousins and whatever, and like, let's do it. And they've said yes, so that's happening this weekend. And then I'm like, all right, while I'm at it, let's I'm going to create a call for my class of 84. I can't really fly back to Australia anyway at any time and do a reunion. Why hasn't anybody suggested we have a Zoom call to connect? And then I'm part of a council of thought leaders. 
an association uh, called the Transformational Leadership Council. It's hard for me to join their retreats twice a year. Why hasn't anybody even thought of doing a Zoom call? So now I'm pitching that and we'll see if there's interest in that. So you can do that for your prospects and for your clients and, and just bring them together to talk. And maybe you'll have some content which is really useful for them. That's awesome too. You might maybe, I'm seeing now a series of calls. Maybe one, just let's connect. Number two, I'm going to share some tips of like how you can weather this storm. So did I answer your question? You did. It's also a time that they probably can gain a deeper trust with their clients. Yeah. Doug, as a coach, what I really want to do with my clients is talk about what's going on for them. And if what's going on is deep emotions, and, and this is great because this will lead us to the value proposition, right? Exactly. I understand people in the financial services industry have been looking for some time. How do I create value in this new world? There's no bull market anymore. How am I going to be valuable? And I think one way you can be valuable is talking to your clients about what's really happening. Let Give them a space for their emotions. I know um, Matt Halloran and I were having a conversation. He said he'll say to uh, people in the financial service industry, how many people have had a client cry in front of them? And all the hands go up. And he says, how many people know what to do when that happens? <laughs> I didn't know how to be with someone crying when I, as I was growing up. I had no idea. Be with them while they're having their emotions. And I can share a couple of tips, if you like, for let's, how to be with a client that's, that's maybe freaking out. Let's do it. Okay. Number one is breathe. They may not be breathing much while they're sharing. So you breathe for both of you. Just make sure you're breathing, you're grounded and connected. And listen. You, you might ask questions like, say more about that or what's that like for you to feel that you can really dig into someone's world with some simple questions like what's that like and and say more about it and then step two well I've already said breathe step two would be asking what it's like and and just digging a little bit bit and giving them space step three might be share impact and this was tricky for me for a long time, and it's still tricky because I may not even know what the impact is on me. But if you check in with yourself, you might notice that you feel a desire to help. Hey, I notice hearing you say that. I, I have a desire to, to help you calm in some way. And I don't know what that looks like, but that's what's happening in me. Or I notice I started thinking about some of my own worries, and so I can really resonate with that too. I have some fear. So those are three simple steps. Breathe, and I'm, I'm going to take a breath now because I realize I'm not breathing. And step two, inquire. What's that like for you? And then step three, share impact. Hearing you say that, here's what's happening over here. Those are three simple steps that could really change the world. And that's your recipe for having tough conversations with people. That's my, no. No. That's my recipe for connecting deeper okay. with people, with whatever's happening. And that may not be a tough conversation. That's just connecting, particularly when people have got emotion coming up. I have clients cry and immediately they get embarrassed, right? You know, and they, they cry and they think, oh, I'm sorry that I'm crying. And I'm like, you don't understand. I, I realize why they do it because most people are uncomfortable with crying. 
but I, I let them know this is a cry-friendly zone. I love crying. I cried two days ago. I cried just, I was doing some processing for myself about an old relationship, an ex-girlfriend. And, and as I was going through it, I actually blessed her for the first time since we broke up. I just blessed her. Go in peace with the dog that you took from me. Go in peace. I finally blessed her and I cried and had a release. Crying's awesome. But that's not the recipe for a tough conversation. Well, let's let's there talk are, about that because there's yeah. a lot of that going on, whether you're at home with your family, whether you're dealing with family externally, whether it's advisors talking to clients about the market. So let's let's cover that. Yes. So let me give a little more context about that. I I know that most humans, including myself, tend to shy away from any tough conversation. It might feel awkward, uncomfortable. We're worried it's going to make things worse. Maybe you and I can brainstorm some examples so people can get a, a handle around this because some people go, I don't have any tough conversations. I'm talking about your partner's doing something that upsets you. There's a tough conversation. For example, I know someone whose partner still wants to go out and see her friends during this global pandemic. And he feels uncomfortable about that because she's risking his life mm-hmm. in doing that. So there's a tough conversation. How do you tell your kids that they can't go and play with other kids right now? How do you ask for something that you want? Maybe, maybe a client annoys the hell out of you because they talk nonstop. How do you have a conversation about that? What about I screwed up or I broke an agreement and I've got a secret or a withhold from my, from my partner? You might have a business partner and you, there's something that you want to be acknowledged. Oh, that's a really big one. I don't feel appreciated. Or I, you know, when, when, they, when this person said this, I felt small and contracted and like, like they're making fun of me. These are wonderful opportunities for tough conversations. I wonder if any come to your mind, well, Doug, well, about certainly. what you're facing I'm, or what you're facing. I'm 65 and I lost a huge amount of money in the market because it went down and I need to, my advisor won't talk to me. My advisor won't talk to me? Sure. Wow. Wow. Okay. That surprises me. Um, yeah. So there's a, there's a tough conversation that that this person could have with their advisor. And sometimes the tough conversation is in trying to get the conversation. Exactly. Someone just said to me yesterday, she said, I'm so sad. I want to apologize to someone and they're not even talking to me. How do I get the conversation? So that could be the tough conversation. Yeah, that's a good one. But once you're there, what's your roadmap for having it? The acronym is CASE, C-A-S-E. And that will help you remind the four, uh, help you remember the four steps. So I'll say what the four steps are, then we can go back and maybe we'll use an example as a demo. So the C in case stands for clarify. You clarify the issue with yourself first. The A stands for ask permission to have the conversation. The S in case stands for Oh, and by the way, listeners, we'll, we'll give you a free download, right, Doug? We can give you a link Absolutely. to the download yep. so you don't have to write all this down. Um, this download is awesome. You should keep it in your back pocket and fill, it out, fill out the worksheet whenever you've got a conversation you're not sure how to have. Anyway, I'll get into that a little bit in a little bit. So S is for share the issue, and you might make a request here. 
And then E is super important. Well, they're all super important, but E stands for inquire. Once you've shared the issue, you don't want to have a tough monologue. You want to have a tough conversation. So you really want to check in with them and find out how was it to hear this. What are you thinking? Do you have better ideas? And that's where you collaborate. Doug, do you, uh, do you want to use, well, we maybe can't use your example because they haven't gotten there. But once someone's gotten there, um, what's an example of a tough conversation we could use as a demo? And I'm happy to make up one too. If you yeah, like. why don't you make up one? You're, this is, you're the specialist here. Yeah, all right. Here's a simple one. And, you, you know, we really want to address the micro tough conversations because sometimes people think of tough conversations and it's just like this big thing. Like, you know, if you're going to have a conversation risking prison or your partner breaking up with you or getting fired, that might be a really big one. But let's use a micro one. Someone was, someone was a no-show to a call with me. Or you might have someone who's late for you. How do you bring that up in an artful way? So my example was uh, I offered someone a session, a coaching session, and they didn't show. Now, I don't like that, right? I never liked that. What really triggered me was when they wrote back to me and said, oh, my mistake, I'm sorry, I've adjusted it. I've used your booking link to adjust it to the next week. And that's when I got upset. And so I did step one and clarified it. And in this clarification step, there's a worksheet with the download. And it'll ask you questions like, what's your fear out of having this conversation? And I wrote down, my fear is he'll think that I'm a jerk, that I'm oversensitive, that I'm making a big deal out of it, and, and that he might badmouth me in the industry and tell people, this guy's high maintenance, stay away from him. I wrote it down. What's your hope out of having the conversation? That's a game changer because the mind will present all the fears. It won't naturally generate the hope. Well, my hope, I wrote this down, is that I'll feel more connected to him and that I'll be looking forward to having the coaching call. And um, there's a question on, also on the worksheet which says, are you willing to risk the consequences? And I decided I was. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to risk this possibly going wrong. Check the box. All right. So there are a few more questions. I'll skip those. Let's say I'm, I'm now ready and I've chosen to have the conversation. So I'll move to the next step. And uh, CASE is the acronym. So the next one is A, and that's ask permission. And I have an amazing formula, Doug, for this. Because often the stumbling block is how do I bring it up? And this formula does so many things. See if you can spot what it does, Doug. It's so powerful, deceptively powerful. Here's the formula. So-and-so, there's something I haven't been saying. And I haven't been bringing it up because, and here you insert your fear. Mm -hmm. But I've decided I do want to bring it up because, here you insert your hope. In this case, it would go something like, hey, uh, Bill, It's something I haven't been saying. I'm so tempted to not bring it up because I'm afraid you'll think I'm oversensitive and high maintenance. But I've decided to bring it up because I'd like to feel more connected with you and I want to feel like I'm looking forward to this coaching call instead of avoiding it. So I want to bring it up. Do you have 10 minutes to talk now? Right. You just asked permission. I asked permission. And you gave him hope. Go ahead. And you gave him hope that you're not angry, that you want something 
different than what's happening, you want a better connection. Yeah. Now, this is critical because if you come to me, Doug, and you say, David, we need to talk, I'm going to assume the worst. Yeah. That's just human nature. I don't, I don't think, oh, wow, I'm going to get something good. So let's counteract that by giving the person uh, a positive outcome and letting them know we have positive intent. Exactly. That's huge. And as you pointed out, you're asking permission. So that now they know this is something that, that could be edgy and they can decide yes or no. They may not have time for something like that right now. So you'll reschedule. The other thing it does is it lets them know that this is a bit vulnerable for you. I have a fear about it. This is, a, this is edgy. This is my concern that you might think this, this, and this. And it also preempts it. If I've said you might worry that I'm oversensitive and high maintenance, you are less likely to think that. If I say my, my fear is that you might feel defensive and feel attacked and may not hear me out, less likely that that's going to happen. So this simple little formula, which you'll get in the download, is so powerful. I think this is great. I mean, how many times have people in your life say, can I grab you for a few minutes? Or can I talk to you? And you're, you're immediately like, oh, God. You, you feel dread. I worry I did something wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this sets, sets up context. It does all the things that, that, um, that I teach in, a, in the training courses in a, such a, a simple way. And then step three, if they've said yes, I'll share the issue and make a request which I would have written down on my worksheet. And I, I shared the issue with him. I'm like, you know, when you said you'd adjusted it to the next week, I felt like, like you weren't respecting my time and maybe thought it was no big thing. And I'm not saying that that's what you did, but that's how I felt. And I noticed I had a temptation to cancel the call and just tell you I'm busy. And my request is that, and I came up with three requests and it took me some time. But I realized, like, what do I, what do I need to feel good about this call? My requests are threefold. One, that you get the impact of you not showing up, that you understand that that's half an hour that I won't get back. Two, that you let me know that you do respect my time if that's true for you. And it may not be, and that's okay. But if it's true for you, that you let me know. And three, that you commit to showing up if we do reschedule the call. And that would have me feel really good about showing up. And you can say no to any of these. And then step four, inquire. And I, I did all this actually in a video because sometimes if I'm, if I'm worried I'm going to get the words wrong or whatever, I'll start with a video and say, I'd love to talk about it live. And my last step was, how is it for you to hear this? I really want to know. Do you, is it, do you feel embarrassed, defensive, inspired? I really want to know how it is for you and I want to share anything that you've got to say. And that's so, I, Doug, I forget this step so often because I've shared my piece and they go, all right, yeah, well, I'm totally going to show up. I don't check in. Mm -hmm. I assume they're going to share with me if they've got something to share, but I don't want to create more charge for them. I don't want them to have a tough conversation, have to have a tough conversation with me a week later about, you know, when you brought it up, I did feel embarrassed and blah, blah. No, tell me now. How is it? Mm -hmm. And they might have a better idea than what I had. So step four is so critical, and those are the four steps, C-A-S-E, clarify, ask, share, and inquire. And they'll get the download on, on, the, on iris.xyz when they look at this, but is there someplace else they can go to to get it as well and visit you? 
Yeah, for sure. You can uh, go to playforreal.life. Um, it's not a .com because why not, you know, playforreal.life. And you, can, uh, you can't miss the download, four-step tough conversation blueprint. It's a free download. And uh, also at that link, if you can, I give a plug for my my, yeah. my uh, podcast. Sure, goodness, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I, I have tough conversations with David Wood, and I'd love to have you join me if you want to get more about how to master your tough conversations. Because as Doug said in the intro, you want to grow your minds and your businesses, and I want every listener to be to really have skill with these tough conversations so that when the opportunity comes up, you don't sweep it under the carpet. You go, oh, I got a blueprint for this. And then you go in and you nail it. I got one last question is, what opportunity do you see here that most excites you through all this madness? I think we've gotten complacent. That happens. We go on autopilot. In Bali, they have a day once a year called Nippi. Uh, if you want to look it up, it's N-Y-I-P-I, I think, Nippy. And for that whole day, you can't leave your house. You will be fined if you leave your house. And the airport's shut down. There is no scooter sound, no gamelan sound of the, gong, the gongs they play, no chanting sounds, no airplane sounds, nothing. And it's a day of reflection. Well, we're getting weeks and maybe months of reflection right now. So I think it's a great opportunity to connect with people that you're uh, hunkered down with, you're in the bunker with. And by the way, there's a great app. I wrote it, but it's a free app called Get Real, which you can get at getreal.life. It's a game you can play with people you're hunkered down with. And I highly recommend that. It'll take you deeper in your conversations with, with uh, the people you're hunkered down with. This is a real opportunity to profit. And I don't mean financially, just to profit from this situation by connecting with anyone you're hunkered down with. If you're, uh, whether or not you do have someone with you physically, you can connect online. There are lots of connection groups popping up, community calls happening where you can get on a Zoom call and connect with people. You don't have to be isolated. And you can, people are starting to look at the planet more. I, I'm hearing that rivers are clearing and skies are clearing. So I think that it's a great chance to just reflect on what really matters to us right now. Clearly, a lot of people are going to be cutting down on the consumerism, right? Because the, the bank accounts are going to be hit. So we're going to be buying less things and just looking at what really matters. David, this has been absolutely fabulous. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you, Doug. For everyone at Iris Media Works, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikinen. Take care. The Power Your Advice podcast is brought to you by Thompson IM Funds, Inc. For more information about Thompson IM Funds, please visit thompsonim.com. Thompson IM Funds. Smart investing starts here.